Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about addiction and other dumb shit. My name is Dave. And my name is Chris. And here we are in the scenic Lower East Side of Manhattan, in my lovely apartment. Dave just told me the show is all about energy and that I need to pay attention. Well, it's true. The show is about drugs, dumb shit, and energy. And um, one thing that I really wanted to talk about... <laughs> Dave's feeding me sugar. Yeah, I'm giving Chris sugar so he stays awake and energized. And I just hope it doesn't backfire because I see this energy growing in his face. He's got this mischievous look that I'm sure it's just like what he looks like when he smokes crack. No, I'm good. You know, it's funny because so many people out there are like, yo, he's on crack. But those people don't know what it's like to be on crack. No. I didn't have a grin when I smoked crack. What would happen is I would usually shoot coke and I would go around and I would look like over – like Dave has some blinds behind him and there's literally like a crack that is a couple centimeters wide and I would go there and I'd start trying to cover up the crack. I remember actually I shot meth once in a hotel, uh-huh. a motel with a girlfriend mm-hmm. who didn't shoot meth and she was on the bed and I spent the ent- – I spent literally like six hours straight. I didn't go to the bathroom just staring out the peephole. And oscillating back and forth between staring at the people and getting on my hands and knees and looking underneath the door. Just in case somebody was floating outside the door? I don't even know. And, and like I, when I would – Or like, maybe somebody was very small and you couldn't see them through the people. But no, what it is, there. it's like out of the – the people is the worst. But I like the peripherals and stuff. I'll see little things. And then I'd – a lot of times I'd wake up the next day and I'd take all these pictures with my, my phone – and then I'd put them on my computer even while I was like all stimmed out um, and then zoom in on the pictures to find the people and the plants. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. What you, were, you were a downer always. I, I like to go up. Yeah, not me. Yeah. It's funny though because I also like – I don't think in my addiction – and this shows how old I am. I don't think I had a phone. I didn't have a phone with a camera ever Yeah. when I was addicted. I, I used pay phones. Uh, seriously. That's I, so OG. I That's use, straight the wire right there. I use pay phones. Are uh, there still pay phones around? Yeah, there are. You don't even notice them anymore. No, they look cool. People smoke crack in them. I When I used to uh, crack, it's just a biochemical thing with me. When I, I smoke crack, and when I smoke crack... You're a nervous wreck. No, I would like get sleepy. Just didn't really? do anything. God, you have bizarre reactions to s- certain things. Yeah, yeah. Um... So another thing that this show is about is recovery. Yeah. And Chris and I are in recovery, and I am getting up to my sixth step. Nice. Now, Chris, I want to talk about the sixth step. Yeah. What is the sixth step? Well, there's six and seven. You should read this book called Drop the Rock. Which That's what I'm supposed to do. I forgot to get the book. <laughs> I actually haven't read it. It's, I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but saying to read it. So it's making a list of your character defects and humbling asking God to remove them. So when you did your fourth and fifth step, hopefully you saw some patterns in the way you operate, how you were selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid, right. how you related to the world through your resentments, your fears. I don't know if you did a sexual inventory. I did. Arms done. Mm-hmm. So basically, the things that keep you blocked off from God, the things that make Dave who he was suited you for a long time, but they're no longer suiting you, and unless you clean those out, so I should read the change. Yeah, you should read the book, but it isn't. It's all action. You know what I mean? But the six and seven. I mean, there's some people who say, "Oh, seven separates the men from the boys." What is this? What is six? 
Six is make a list of your character defects. And seven is asking God to remove them. So, so I actually have to make a list. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I mean, I go work straight out of the big book. And so you do four, five, six, and seven all in one day. I mean, I'm sorry. You do five, six, and seven all in one day. So you write out four. You do your fifth step. After your fifth step, you've identified your defects of character through your, through your fifth step, which is part of the sixth step. And then seventh is saying a prayer. But this is like, re- this is like unemployed recovery where you can just take a day. You don't have kids. No, pretty much everybody I know who's done a fifth step, it's a significant commitment of their time. And to add the six and seven to your fifth step isn't that much more time. It's you take an hour, you separate yourself from the world after you're done with your fifth step, and then you work your sixth and seventh. I don't know. Maybe my sponsor is shoddy. No, I mean, your sponsor's right. We do whatever your sponsor says. I need to, um, my sponsor says we shouldn't make dopey. Yeah, maybe you should listen to him. No, he didn't say that. He just said he didn't like it. Yeah. So I make a list of my my defects. I'm too giving. I'm too handsome. I'm too smart. I'm too funny. God, please make me normal. Take away these problems. I'm just too much. It sounds like you're all set. Dude. Yeah. You don't even need it. I'm too stupid. I'm too black. I'm too strong. <laughs> Uh, you digs? You dig? Hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. So, as a person in recovery, I attend Alcoholics Anonymous. Or I attend a fellowship, we'll say. You said a 12-step fellowship. Yes, I attend... I'll bleep out that AA. I attend a 12-step fellowship, and I would have to say that this 12-step fellowship has helped my life immensely. Hmm. I know that Chris would be eating dog food out of a dog bowl if it wasn't for his 12-step fellowship. But there are some things about the 12-step fellowship. We'll just say AA, just because yeah. why not? We've um, been doing it. Um, that that you. That annoy me. Perk. Are there any things that annoy you about it? Uh, yeah, of course. Like what? Um, <clears throat> I'd say group dynamics and people that come into the rooms and go to a lot of meetings, and they don't take steps, and then they start sponsoring people. Um, People that I don't believe truly suffer from the affliction, and um, their life gets better because they go to AA, because anybody's life will get better if they're surrounded by a bunch of people, and then they start working with the real alcoholic. And then what? Um, And then the real alcoholic is kind of fucked. Why? Because he's getting... um, because he's not going to take steps. He's not going to work with someone who had a spiritual experience. And Explain. Um, so somebody has a court card for a DUI. They go to AA and they stop. And I know one of your things is the slogans. No, 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 no. no. Stick to this. No, I'm, I'm going to do I'm sticking to it. So they have a court card. They go to AA. I don't think they're necessarily. A court card like they're remanded. They have to go to AA. They're mandated to it. And I think that they might not necessarily be a real alcoholic. Right. Okay. They might have had some consequences as a result of drinking. Right. But they're not an alcoholic. Right. Um, and then they go to AA and they continue to go and they stop drinking and their life does get better. It improves. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then they start sponsoring someone. And the reality was that they didn't have to basically have a spiritual experience. They didn't. Their well-being wasn't facilitated through something in, in the steps. Usually they don't just take, take steps. And then they start working with other people and they have nothing to transmit. 
Because and then, they and then, didn't and then, have and a then that person experience. who's truly bottomed out says, "Oh, well, like AA doesn't work, you know, because I worked with Fred for a year, and then, you know what I mean." And that irks you. Mm, not really. No. So what? It's just a reality of of it, you know. What irks you? Um. Do you think I? I'm, I don't. You know, nothing really does. You know, when I started in AA. Um, shit irked me more. And I was the type of person where it's like, you had to uh, shoot coke if I was going to listen to you. You also had to shoot dope. But if you were really getting high off of your dope, I wouldn't listen to you. So you had to shoot coke, IV coke. You had to do dope like basically four times a day to get well. But if you were actually catching a nod off your dope, you were a pussy. That means you weren't actually really doing it for years, like a long time. Do you know what I mean? And then you had to be a major alcoholic. Like drinking all day. If you met all three of those criteria, then I'd be like, maybe I'll listen to you. Most likely, I'd be like, that guy's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my point was, though, now I can go to a meeting and I can listen to somebody share. And even if they aren't a real alcoholic, I can get something from everybody. Um, so I would say stuff doesn't irk me as much as it used to when I was more closed minded. Um, I actually find that. What bothers me most is my own reaction and I'm less likely to share in a meeting unless I'm asked to do it because my own ego gets in the way. I want to sound a certain way. Um, I want to come off as intelligent, as better than, as worse than and I have too much respect for the program to like let my own egoic bullshit cloud you know, what comes out of my mouth. So I generally just don't say anything. So nothing really irks you about I I irk myself. So you're, you're, you're it's the, just hard for me to sit still. You see how I rock? What'd you say? You were the Urkel? The Urkel. <laughs> the Urkel of my Urkel. You're the Urkel? Mm. You're the recovery Urkel? Well, what, what irks you? I'm not like you. I, I, first of all, I don't think I'm actually an alcoholic. I think I'm just one of these people that comes in with a court card. Do you say? <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I don't think sure. I have a problem. Yeah. How do you know? I know that you're full of shit right now. Well, how do you know that you're I'm... You're wasting precious air. How do you know that you're, I have a serious problem? You're chewing problem. up kilobytes on my computer kilobytes. on GarageBound right now. GarageBound. <laughs> GarageBound. <laughs> kilobytes <laughs> of GarageBound. Uh, you know what I had the hardest time saying was, uh, I can finally say is hay bales. You know, out in rehab land, there's hay bales. Yeah. And for some reason, I would always say bale hays. And I could never get it right. Like, literally, I just couldn't do it. You know what we call that? Severe mental illness. <laughs> you mean SMI? Things that irk me, but it's like I'm. I am. A, I am not as evolved as you. I'm not evolved. You know what bothers me? What? When these motherfuckers sit there and they say, "For this alcoholic right here," you know, and they yeah. talk about themselves. Yeah. Or they say, "My God," blah 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 blah. Yeah. Things like that. I just want to fucking kill them and kill myself. Yeah. I just, I sit there and I just cannot believe the shit that falls out of their mouth, you know? And then I get angry and then I get upset at myself because I'm judging them. You get upset for getting upset? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I have like, I think I have personally four kinds of shares. Yeah. I have the funny share to get the laughs. Yeah. Then I have the Which share. Which is it? The bulk of those four shares. Then I have the share that is um, the depressed share about, like, my daughter. Yeah. Then I have the uh, I hate AA share. Um, and number four, or is that it? 
I think that's it. But every share, I do open up with gratitude mm-hmm. because I am so grateful to be sober. I was such a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Like, I just have the hardest time, like, falling in line. I See, I don't have gratitude for not being a mess. I have gratitude for not being restless, irritable, and discontent because I can remember what that was like. And the truth was I would pick alcoholic oblivion any day of the week to untreated alcoholism. And I'm just so glad that the obsession of the mind has been removed. But this is all just gobbly gook spit out crap. You know what I mean? I'm just like spitting truisms from the big book. You know? No, if, Which I don't uh, want this to turn into. Listen, if you believe what you're saying. I do. I, I hold on to it. It's not gobbledygook. Yeah. What I'm saying for this attic right here yeah. <laughs> is that. Tell me about your God. Is that um, it makes me uncomfortable to hear everybody fall in line. You know, and, and like, and also, and then, and then. You mean, are you saying that you don't think people are genuine and that they start just basically adhering to a script that other people are saying? I'm not saying they're not genuine. Because uh, I, I really am not saying that. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly believe most of them are. But there's just this falling in line to sharing in a certain way about certain stuff. And it, it, it's – I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Like it I've, just pisses you off. Sometimes. It doesn't piss me off. It, it makes me sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just I, – I, I, Well, what you're reacting I'm, to – I might what be you're, jealous what too. You're, what you're reacting to is what other people – why other people call it a cult or yeah. brainwashing, that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And really it is – what it is is that words scratch at the deeper meaning of the program and that certain people use certain words which are like publicly accepted as expressing the message of AA. And so when they say my god and – when they say this alcoholic, that's because they're just trying to adhere to what's worked for a long time. And uh, I don't like. I hear what you're saying. I think there's some people who do it more creatively. Um, you know, where they'll say that in a different way. It's just I I suffer from um, I'm just terminally unique. And uh, you're fatal cool. I'm all that shit, and I don't want to. Um, no, I just it just. You want to be a unique little snowflake, a little butterfly. Where you open your wings and everybody looks at how beautiful they are and flap above the flock. No, I think that everybody is a butterfly that's unique. And I think that um, that sometimes it's hard to sit through a meeting. And um, You know what you need to do? Listen to some speaker tapes, man. Some of the, just the, the best people who have literally got the message, you know what I mean, that acknowledge that they're not even saying it that it's just you know coming through them i listen to that shit and it feels like i'm 12 and it's sunday morning and i'm changing the channel between my cartoons and i get to one of those preachers i listen to that shit and i'm a pretty emotionally stoic human being and i listen you mean stunted yes probably both um but i listen to some speaker tapes and it has the capability of eliciting like an emotional response what kind of response um, where I get uh, simultaneously excited, uh, almost sad, almost makes me want to cry, but not like not not out of depression. You know, I said sad, but it's just like I just truly identify with with the people. And in those moments, that's when I feel. Do you think that when, when people you work steps, you don't understand it. And that's when I actually can feel it sometimes. Do you think you know when I mean? people listen and, to and dopey, can, they feel that? 
I don't know. Do you man. think they're getting worked up in an emotional <laughs> state right now? They're probably triggering an obsession. Um, you've destroyed my bit, by the way. We'll go through your bit. What no, it's you, done. It's over. It's done. Chris's fucking choir boy shit. What do you mean choir? I'm shit. It's not even me. Your choir boy shit has wrecked another one of my podcast episodes. Um. So why don't you tell your mushrooms Jesus story? Yeah, we have a little list here. So the mushroom Jesus. That's a real short one. So you have to ask a lot of questions. Okay. Do you have a long one? We'll do the mushrooms Jesus story. And this was actually just. I, I had the city in the boxers story for the regular listeners, and my friend was t- asking me about it. And then I told him this other story, and he was like, you should tell that story on Dopey. Which friend? Uh, the CrossFit guy. Dave Marshall. Yes. Mm-hmm. No last names. Why didn't you have him come down? He will come, but it's like I, I can come on this date. Do you know what I mean? And like we have hard enough time matching our own shit. Um, we do indeed. So the Mushroom Jesus story. So – I was in high school and I bought a shitload of mushrooms and we were supposed to take it on the weekend with my uh, my girlfriend and some other guys and stuff or something like that, right? And um, I remember like I left them with my girlfriend because I knew I would take them. I couldn't have anything on me because I would take it. It didn't matter what it was. I would just do it in my room at night by myself in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like in the middle of the week. Because you were afflicted. Yes, because I was afflicted. So I had I had to give – you know, the mushrooms was for everybody on the weekends. I had to give them. I left them with my girlfriend and then we would – so she would hold on to it and I wouldn't take it and we'd do it that weekend. Well, on like Thursday, I was hanging out with her and I basically staged a fight so I could grab the mushrooms and be like, I'm taking these. And then I went home and took all the mushrooms, right? Uh-huh. It was just a lot. It was for several – I don't know how much it was. But it was for several people and I ate all of them. Um. So I was laying there, and this is the story's almost over. There's like a minute left. Um, I was laying there in bed, and um, when I used to be, when I would take a lot of hallucinogenics, I would develop this kind of god complex, um, which was like not my ego. My ego was still there. I didn't. My ego didn't dissolve, but I was like start to like believe that I was God. I still knew I was Chris O'Connor, but like I thought that I was really like the second coming of Jesus. And so I was laying in bed. Can I say something real quick? What? Sometimes when I lie in bed, I think you're the second coming of Jesus too. Do you? Yes. You don't act like it. Well, I'm not that into Jesus. <laughs> well, you don't believe in the first coming. So I'd be the first coming, right? You'd be the second coming. Of so what happened? Who, when did the first one happen? You're a horrible Jew. Jesus was a, a guy... And, uh, and now... So I'm not a messiah. I'm just Jesus incarnate. Yeah. But I'm not... I'm not... No messiah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I lay in bed, mushrooms fucking, you know, kicking in, and I think I'm Jesus, and I had to urinate. And I thought, well, I'm Jesus, it doesn't matter. So I just pissed my bed. Like... Awake, knowingly, when the bathroom's right I there. I that's room. what Jesus used to do, too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't piss himself. So anyways, I'm sitting in bed, piss my bed with, you know, in my boxers, and I'm laying there thinking out of Jesus, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I need to go tell my parents. That you're Jesus or that you pissed your bed? Yes. I was like, I need to go tell them. You're like, Mom, could you come wash my sheets? <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. Mom, do you have that good Febreze I like? The downy. I think this was pre-Febreze. 
Did you did you tell your parents that you were Jesus or that you pissed the bed against? Neither. So I sat in bed and I, I deliberated on whether or not I should tell them I'm Jesus. And I actually got up out of bed. I didn't leave my room. And I was sitting there in my you know wet boxers, standing there, debating whether I go down the hall and wake up my parents. Did you have a beard? No. Did you have long hair? No. I was in high toga? school. I was still in high school. Did you wear a toga? Why would I wear a toga? Didn't Jesus wear a toga? It, was it a toga you wore? He just swaddled himself. Swaddled himself? Swaddle, in swaddling clothes. No, you wore a toga. It was baby Jesus with swaddling clothes. He wore a toga. Did he? Didn't he? What's that thing? The, the gown? He just wore like a sheet and wrapped Did it around. Did you wear a sheet? No. I was just in my boxers. How could you have been? Jesus didn't wear boxers. And Jesus, I hate to tell you. Yeah, but this is Jesus like 2000. Jesus didn't piss the bed. <laughs> Maybe he, he would the second time around. Anyway, so you're standing in your boxers. Are you wearing any other clothes? No, wet boxers. That's it. Ugh. And uh, I'm debating. I'm standing up in my room. not in bed anymore. I'm debating telling my parents that I'm Jesus. And, and then you went to bed. This is why I didn't tell my parents. I remember. I was like, I'm not going to tell my parents I'm Jesus because they're going to know I'm on drugs. And they're going to say, the only, they're going to say, the only reason you think you're Jesus is because you're on drugs. And so I decided that I would wait until the next day when the drugs wore off, and then I would let them know I'm Jesus. And? And the drugs wore off, and I realized I wasn't Jesus. That's the story? <laughs> That's the story. Why did you think this was a good story? You didn't like it? I thought it was all right. The only thing I liked Dave about Marshall this story. thought it was all right. The only thing I liked about this story was imagining you telling your mom you went to bed. I, I love that idea. It, yeah. Mom, I thought I was Jesus and I pissed the bed again. You know what's funny actually is I used to piss the bed as a little kid and my brother said that the punishment for me pissing the bed was that I had to do my own sheets. And he said he went in my room once. Like if I peed the bed, my mom was like, you know, you have to change the sheets. And my brother said he went in the room once and like would pull the covers back. And he said my bed was the most disgusting, rancid-smelling thing in the world. Because I would just never change the sheets. So I, I'd be like, I peed the bed. And then she'd be like, you got to do the sheets. And I just would let him, let him sit. I feel like if I ever peed the bed, I feel like I would change the sheets. Like in, I, but Even I when you were like five years old? Yeah. Like I could, but you didn't even change your sheets before you went into Renaissance. Well, I was a junkie. But when I was five, I you was... You had your a, shit together. Yeah, I was a sweet, sweet kid. I was doing great. I was doing great. I was at my peak at five. It was all, it was all past peak. Um, but, um, but I'm so fucked up. I wonder if it was real memories or if I'm remembering, like, a TV show. Like You're remembering what you want to remember. I don't know. I don't know. Did you ever watch the show Benson? No. Well, one of the characters from Benson died today, the governor. Mm-hmm. I used to have an uh, addiction psychiatrist I saw for years named Dr. Benson. Was he black? He was. Was he really? Was it Benson from Benson? I don't think so. I would know if it was because I, I knew him for years. Did you? He actually him? was a he was a, a psychiatrist, and he also played Division One football, which is really impressive. Not many people go to medical school and play Division One football. Or keep their brains in football like that. Yeah, chronic um, traumatic encephalopathy. That's what he had? No, but that's what all the football players are getting now. Did um, It's an aggregation of the protein tau in certain areas of the brain. Tau? Tau, T-A-U. Not like T-A-O. Maybe the it's Dow. T- no, not like that. Maybe it is spelled that way. I think it's T-A-U, though. 
I wonder if it's any any relationship to the Dow. The Dow. Um, what was I thinking? Can't tell you. Well, and you know when Jeremy, you know when Jeremy told um that story and Todd was locked in the room, uh, watching what's happening, and he snuck out. Do you know what what's happening is? No. So you just laughed and you didn't even know what it was. I laughed because it was a DVD menu playing on repeat, and I could relate to that. Um, I, I, I need you to draw it up. No, I just need you to see what what's happening is. But you better keep talking. It's funny. It's funny because, like, you know, I really appreciate as boring an episode as this is. You know, and it is a boring episode. The story sucked. This <laughs> is fucking recovery shit. Fucking blue. Hey, man, you were the one that kicked that off, dude. Listen, I'm I'm not You brought it upon yourself. Uh, But what was I about to say? What, 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 what was I about to say? What's happening? No, but there's just, there's something. Damn, Daniel. There's just something about, this is what's happening, by the way. Mm. These guys, it's a black show. Looks like Soul Train or something. Looks like Soul Train. Now listen to the intro. Oh, God. So beautiful. You ready? It's probably going to be an ad. I know. <laughs> Your video will play after this ad. Get that ad Don't let them hear the ad. It's a Geico ad. Um, anyway, my point is this episode really sucked. Um, and all of your fucking bullshit made me sick. And the, the way that you can... Hold on. Here we go. You ready? This should be our intro. No, let's change it to this, okay? That's Raj. That's Dwayne. This show looks horrible. What's happening? And that's rerun. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Fred Berry, he looks familiar. That's Shirley. Alright. Hold on. That's little D. Baby D? D was the best. That's Mama. Was the show any good? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It looks like it's before your time, even. Does it? It's like repeats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. But Todd was, was was so into what's happening that he would just he would get lost. He wouldn't want to deal with his life, so he would watch things like that. And that was the tune. But my point before was that this episode sucks. Um, I don't give a fuck. Uh, today I was on the phone with a friend of mine who was just fucking spouting that recovery shit at me today. And um, did you think I was spouting it at you? A little, but I believe that you believe it. My point is, she just texted me that she's not in a good mental health frame right now. This is a cult. This is a, a, a sick, you know, but she is restless. Irritable and discontent. Irritable and discontent. And, and Chris, I have to say, isn't. And I have to say, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And you owe it all to the program? Yeah, well, to living spiritually. How do you live spiritually? Just try to be a good person, basically. Like when you take me time and watch a lot of television, is the spiritual time. 
Or maybe it's when you <laughs> masturbate all day. Or maybe it's when, when you fucking get, decide to buy a pint of ice cream at the end of the day and die at the next day. Or maybe it's all the moments in between of vaping. When is the Are spiritual? Are you being spiritual right now? Did I ever claim to be working a spiritual program? Are you? I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what other program there is if you're talking about I want to hear, I want to hear about steps. I want to hear about your spiritual program. Do you really? Yeah. Well, it's trust God. Uh-huh. Clean house. Mm-hmm. Help others. And and which when, we already went through with Joe. When do you, when who do you help? Other alcoholics. When? Uh well, I work here with a sponsee. I try to work with people in the rooms. Here's I go to question. I go to the jail every three weeks. Can you try to say? Can you try to say room? Rooms. Number one. We need number a little fact. This is just you're making this shitty episode even worse. No, what I really want to know is why don't you Do ever right. help me? What you don't think I help you? Number one, you don't. Have you, I ever been there for you? Yes, but you <laughs> hurt me. Number one. Number two, <laughs> you hurt the show. Why? Because you're a fucking weirdo. And I think that you're uh, listen. I think that Chris is really setting this up for me. The point is that Chris does work a spiritual program. But because his spiritual acumen is so low, I'm offering hope to the rest of you that you can plug into the spirit. You can recover too. Yes. Because the spirit that I picture is nothing like uh, Chris. But I have to say this. This was not nice. Number one. But number two, I digress. I believe Chris is just, I've seen the light. I am having the Bill W. spiritual awakening right now. Because Chris is right. You clean house, you help somebody else, you vape a little bit, <laughs> eat some sugar. Seltzer. No muss, no fuss. What's the other thing you do? Seltzer. I drink seltzer. No, but what's the other thing you're supposed to trust do? Trust God, clean house, help others. You know, I trust God. Do you know what cleaning house is? It's what you're doing right now. What's that? That's four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine is cleaning house. I clean house and I help others. I do. Right. On a daily basis. You know why? Why? Because I work a spiritual program. That's dopey, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Should what? I finish with a little bizarre fact? We were said we were going to do that. I forgot to last time. Yeah, you better because this episode needs some saving. Do you want a gross math fact? That's a good one. Sure. Okay. So this has been studied empirically in the realm of science. Um, there was a thing when I was in Southern California People would shoot meth. I never experienced this, but some other people claim they did. And the first time I heard it, I thought it was bullshit. And then I heard it from other people who didn't know the people who told me the first time. Okay. So I heard it from multiple sources who didn't know each other. Was that some people, when they would run, when they'd shoot a lot of meth, they would instantly ejaculate in their pants without getting an erection. Wow. Right? And so at first I heard that. I'm like, that's impossible. And then I heard it from somebody else. Wow. And then I actually read, they did a study where they injected methamphetamine into rats. Right. And at a certain dosage, right. almost 100% of rats would instantly copulate or instantly ejaculate. What does copulate mean? That's having sex. Okay. But they would instantly ejaculate. So rats even will do it. Have you done now it? that's dopey. I know it never happened to me. I mean, I shot meth. I just rubbed my tongue on the back of my teeth until I started slurring my words and sounded like a retard. Every time yeah. I shot meth, the following two or three days, I'd talk like this <coughs> and I'd dif- Rub my tongue on my mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think? And that's dopey, my friends. You know what I think? I think what dopey is, is recording four webisodes, podcasts, in one night. The fourth one will always be 
the worst one. It's funny you say that because I remember a couple months ago, maybe even doing it, a month ago, you telling me you thought the best one was the fourth one because we were like... Lucy so, Goosey. Yeah. That was a good one. What was that one? I don't know. It's probably a lost tape. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, because- the lost tapes were the evens. So the fourth one would always be an even according to math. Right, but that's but we've but, but because I can't tell stories anymore. Maybe I just have a resentment against not being able to tell stories anymore. Because you're a paper general. Yeah. Did you paper so? Did I say paper, paper general? general? Yeah. Did you like? Um, I liked the 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 airport story. Airport story was great, dude. It was good. Airport story was great. I'll tell you a little airport story real quick. I got drunk when I was in college, first time in college, and uh, I woke up in the airport. And they were calling my name. I was in Washington, D.C. to go to Boston after – because I had checked in and got my boarding pass. And they were saying my name um, over the loudspeaker over and over. And I didn't know what happened. And I looked at my hand and I had a ticket to go to Boston. So you know what I did? I went to Boston. <laughs> you didn't – you weren't supposed to go to Boston? No. I just blacked out and decided to go to Boston. How did you get to the airport? I don't know. You, you, Why did you go to Boston? I ended up going because I had a ticket. Oh, you were in school. Yeah, I blacked out. I didn't know what I was doing. Went home and said hi to my parents. No more. Went home and they went back like the next day. Were they worried about you? They were like, I yeah, think Chris started, is pissing the bed again. Yeah, they were starting to worry. That's quite a story. Mm. Did I ever tell you the time that I smuggled heroin into Jamaica? Are you allowed to tell them? No. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dope. <laughs> Toodles.